yeah, you, it's sad, right? You see how it's sad. It's fucking sad. Yeah, I just said that. Hey, I'm David. And I'm Alon, and welcome to I Finally Watched, where we talk about movies that at least one of us has never seen before. And today, I finally watched The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So, uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button uh, came out in 2008, directed by David Fincher. I think the one thing you really notice when you've watched all of his other movies is how different this movie is compared. But when this came out, I really loved it. It's a big, epic, you could say autobiographical movie, but it's not based on anything real, but it, it has <laughs> that feel to it. So I've watched this movie several times, but haven't seen it in maybe close to a decade at this point. So Alon, this being now your first watch of this movie, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it. It is not anything like any of David Fincher's other movies. Um, it, it in the middle of it i'm like who who directed this again no not seven david fincher not girl with a dragon tattoo david fincher it couldn't be that david fincher and i think i just caught me by surprise because he does some very dark films and this you know this is kind of um you know, honestly, it, it reminded me of, have you ever seen Big Fish? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Big by, Fish. Uh, by Tim Burton. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of that. But then you could, you could, I guess you could even say Big Fish really doesn't like scream Tim Burton all that much either. Yeah, when I saw this movie again today and I was trying to make it comparable, the thing that jumped out of, out to me was Forrest Gump. Because it's kind of this tale over decades and this guy not to the extent of Forrest Gump, but similarly is kind of involved in some very big moments in history. Um, although some of the events in this are more made up than, than Forrest Gump. But that's, the, that's kind of what I, what I picked up on is kind of the similarity there. And yeah, Fincher normally deals with like very dark, kind of sexually twisted movies. Gone Girl is one that you didn't name that I really love. So mm -hmm. this is kind of a complete departure for him but i think he nailed it he's nominated obviously 13 oscars and won three but those were just kind of for the what i well, really that's... want to start talking about for the makeup and the art um and the you know i think that was one of the things that was really well done this is 12 years old and i thought the special effects were still amazing watching it today yeah no it definitely holds up um the I agree with you. the The way the story is told and the kind of the plot is formulated is very Forrest Gump. When I said Big Fish, it just kind of the tonality of it is, is very Big Fish. You have that uh, kind of that narration with the daughter in the beginning, and then some stories that you don't think that tie up together tie up more towards the end. And um, so yeah, tone wise more big fish um but i i totally agree with you as far as like the especially the length and the the decades that it it amounts definitely for scump the, the other thing as well it reminds me of is the notebook this story when you boil it down the the science fiction as, aspect of it kind of brings you in but this is really just a love story about yeah. these two people that 
can't seem to get the timing right. And that's also kind of a big aspect of the movie. They deal with time a lot in this. Um, but yeah, it, this is just a, a epic love story between Kate Blanchett and Brad Pitt throughout their lives. Um, so yeah, I, I got the, the notebook vibes too as well. Yeah, there's a lot of like little moments, especially when they were kids, <laughs> quotation mark, kids. And right. some of it came off as quite creepy because you have a very old child of you know Benjamin, um, kind of just innocently, nothing too creepy, but just innocently playing with. Um, I think at one point to play a young Kate uh, Blanchett was Elle Fanning, and she must have been like eight, seven, maybe younger at that point. Um, and then it's like old baby Brad Pitt. And so it's definitely kind of like it puts you off. And I think it it is supposed to because anyone who doesn't really know of his situation um, is put off by him. And I just kept having to remind myself, like, he's actually just a kid. He's probably the same age as her. He's actually just a kid. He's probably the same age as her, you know. Well, I think mentally he he absolutely is. That's what, you know, one thing you get throughout the movie is he's, his brain is developing normally, but his body is, is sort of going backwards. And um, I thought they handled, you know, they kind of, honestly, they obviously have to address the weird aspects of him meeting a girl. You know, it's almost some like some grooming vibes here but mentally they're the exact same age. Um, and so I think they handled it in a very interesting, but as little creepiness as possible with, you know, he, he, he wasn't like making moves on her. He was just as curious about, um, about, you know, the curious the same way a little kid would be. So I think that could have definitely gone a little bit darker <laughs> if the, <laughs> You know, nowadays, the, the grandma might have called the police and this would have made, like, national news. So, but in the in the 20s, you know, it's just like, hey, that's creepy. Don't do that. And, you know, that's the, the way it was handled. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he grows up in this, like, old person home. And watching it, you know, the thought occurred to me, like, does he also think that all these old people are like also five years old because this is kind of like the only life he's known of you know he looks at himself in the mirror and he must see his old face and he looks at the other people in the nursing home and he sees their old faces and you know so it's curious on on his mentality as he grows up um one thing that that was super interesting to me is that when you get older, like really, really old, you know, you, you lose the ability to walk. Um, so you have to have like a walker to help you or you know, a wheelchair. And as he gets younger, he gains strength. He gains youth to the point where he's able to walk again. Um, which towards the end of the movie, when he's getting younger, and he loses the ability to walk because he's turning into a toddler and a baby. 
the parallels of growing old and growing young, the movie made it seem like there was really no difference in the two. Yeah, but at the same time, made it really kind of sad, right? Because of the way it's perceived by the rest of the world and then the way it's even perceived by like us, the audience, because, and we'll go back and forth. I don't, this, this is the type of movie that's just more about the journey than the end result. You know how it's going to end. So you can say spoilers if you want. But in the end, when he's a baby, but he's dealing with dementia and not able to recognize anyone. And then he just closes his eyes and passes on. I remember you telling me that you like teared up during this movie and I hadn't finished my rewatch of it again yet. Oh, I wept. I, I, like, I, I didn't I like, tear up. <laughs> I, I cried. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't remember this being really that sad. And maybe it's because I'm a dad now, or I don't know. But when that, when she said that that baby closed his, like recognized her, and then close his eyes, I effing lost it for like a good <laughs> five minutes. I was like, oh man, that's so sad. Um, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's normal in that like being young, like being a baby and, and when you're close to death are similar, but it's, it's also like, it also feels like he lost so many years because he was different. You know what I mean? He, they had that middle stretch where they, you know, he was able to really live where he'd gotten you know, maybe from his fifties to like his, his, you know, teens, but the, the rest of that time is, is sort of lost because he was so different. Yeah. You know, maybe some people imagine themselves, Oh, I wish like what I knew now when I was younger. And I think Benjamin Button is kind of that perfect example of as like a 40, 50, 60 year old man, He's going down into his 30s, his 20s, and his teenage years, having all that, all that knowledge. What I thought was interesting uh, from the movie is that we actually never saw like use of the knowledge that he's gained over the years. I think at the youngest point we saw him when he was probably in his 40s, when he just had his, his kid, and then he left for a period, he came back when he was, I, I assume early 20s and then we don't see him until he's already like 13 with dementia you know yeah but at the same time he was also looking like brad pitt in his 40s before he got together with kate blanchett and so i think he lived sort of a bachelor life then and he also had to grow up very fast because of the way he looked you know he's visiting brothels when he was mentally maybe (laughs) 15 or 16 years old maybe 18 but looked like an no old man, not 18 so. not 18 i did the calculations he was he was like you said 15 14 maybe so which was also kind of funny because as a 14 or 15 year old he's like you know humping like a, a rabbit in there which would which would mentally make sense um <laughs> one thing i wanted to get to um so since i've watched this movie so many times I've seen kind of the the beginning and the exposition and like setting up the rest of the movie with the daughter and Kate Blanchett, Daisy as an old woman. What did you think of that setup? Because for me, watching it so many times, it's like, all right, let's get to let's get to old man Brad Pitt. Like that's the part I care about. 
but at the same time, I can see why that story is necessary to, to set it up that way. So what do you think of it? Well, definitely as a, as a first time watcher of this, I, I felt that the setup dragged a little bit. I, I found myself thinking like, well, <laughs> is Brad Pitt even in this movie? Like 20 minutes in, I haven't seen anything close. Like, I don't even think at that point she picked up the diary yet. And, I, and the movie starts out with old woman, Kate Blanchett. Her character's name is Daisy, like you said, and her daughter. And she's in the hospital bed and her daughter is, is taking care of her. And at the same moment, there's like this, uh, this natural disaster of Hurricane Katrina. It, at that point, I was like, is it kind of like Titanic or uh, kind of more right. of a, like a Pompeii sort of thing where it's like this natural disaster is happening. You know how it's going to end, but yet this love story is set in the background. Um, in this case, the narration of the love stories is being told in the background. So I thought that was a, a really interesting way to set up the situation. I also think the the hurricane part of it, the, the only real payoff is you see the water rising as it like hits the clock at the very end of the movie that's in storage somewhere. So besides that, I don't know why the hurricane storyline was needed, I guess, to create some urgency to make the daughter read the story faster. but. Um, otherwise not really necessary. One thing I wanted to talk about too is the, the special effects. It seemed not that they used it too much, but it seemed like the director, the director Fincher or whoever's decision this was, really wanted to kind of tie these characters together through the ages. And one thing I noticed, so when uh, Brad Pitt Benjamin Button is leaving to go off on the tugboat to go overseas. Daisy, as like a 12-year-old girl or whatever, runs out to talk to him. And the voice seems like it was like a computer-altered Kate Blanchett voice. Hmm. Like it didn't seem like it was natural for that little girl. And it, it, it also, and it seemed like they did a lot of stuff like like that, like Brad Pitt, when he came back to see her in his early 20s, looked really, really young. Like the, I think the, the, the de-aging technology was better in this than the Irishman, but it was super noticeable how young they were making him. And it didn't really take me out of it, but it's, they put so much emphasis on trying to make them to make that kind of linear match of like what they should look like and what they sound like throughout the movie. You're, you're talking about when he comes back and she's like letting the ballet recital go and she's packing up for the night and her, her daughter and her now husband are there, right? Correct. I, I, it reminded me of like, you know, like the face tuner filter on Snapchat? I'm too Make, old for Snapchat, but yeah, sure. Just the, like the face tuner to like take away all your blemishes and to make you look younger, right. your eyes a little bit bigger and stuff. It, it, it seemed, <laughs> I mean, that technology wasn't invented back when this movie was there. I don't think it was, but it just looked like Brad Pitt in a face tuner app. Um, and... What what was interesting for that scene was 
uh, spoiler alert, but the, her daughter ended up being Brad Pitt's daughter. And he left when she was too young to remember him. So the, her new husband is, as you know, the, the one she's familiar with as her father. And when he comes into the ballet studio and she introduces him as like a friend, I'm curious to think what's going on in her husband's mind thinking, what is my 60-year-old wife or 50-year-old wife being like friends with this like 19-year-old kid, you know? He seemed very understanding about it. And then after they had been, uh, Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett had been talking for a while, he honked the horn like, five or six times like okay i'm past understanding get in the car (laughs) (laughs) something's going on here it's interesting she she tells her daughter in present day for the movie um when the daughter asks if dad knew about this and she's like oh he knew enough um so he probably had an inkling what was going on um kind of reminds me of like castaway when Tom Hanks comes back and Helen Hunt runs out the door to him. And like, if Tom Hanks had wanted to, you know, he could have had what Benjamin Button just did, but it's like, what are, what are you supposed to do as the husband in that situation? Like you can't stop her. She's like, and can you blame her? Like 20 year old Brad Pitt? Like, what are you going to (laughs) do? So it was, it was interesting how well he handled it, I guess. I guess. And I assume that he died. Um, before she ended up in the hospital and and so on and so forth. So in the hospital, was that Kate Blanchett or did they get an older actress? Being if if it was her, it goes back to kind of like what we were saying about how incredible the prosthetics and the makeup was, um, not just the visual effects, because of course you see the visual effects um, when he's a baby, baby, and a toddler, and you know, five, six, seven, up to probably, I would say, almost twenty years old, and then I feel like a majority of that, a majority of that turned into makeup and prosthetics. Yeah, and it was so amazing because when they had to make Kate Blanchett look like prime Kate Blanchett. She looked prime, Kate Blanchett. And as she got older and they added more wrinkles and stuff, they did it like flawlessly. I was like, it, it made me question. I'm like, well, damn, how, how old was Kate Blanchett during this movie? Was she in her 20s, in her 30s, in her 40s? You know? She would have been about 38 or 39 when they filmed this. So I imagine the point when they had to do the least work would have been you know because brad pitt would have been maybe early 40s 40 little maybe late 30s uh you know when they stand in front of the mirror with each other and they say oh we finally met in the middle we look that's probably like when the least work needed to be done when it was just kind of them that that was also another teary eye moment (laughs) i uh (laughs) I want to get back to the beginning because one of my favorite little like non sequiturs that they kept doing in the movie. And when I used to watch this all the time, I tried to count them up, but the guy who kept talking about when he got struck by lightning the seven times, I was like, they never got to seven, which really disappointed me, but it, I, I love each one of those. So at the very end of the movie, when they're kind of taking this like frontward medium profile shot, not profile shot, but like straight on shot of when, uh, 
Benjamin Button is like, some people swim, some people dance, some people make clocks and some people grow old and some people grow young, you know, and it's like showing pictures of a few of the key characters throughout the story. And then I think one of them was some people get hit by lightning and then it showed another clip of him getting hit by lightning. Are you counting that as one of the seven or one of the six? That would count. I still don't think that gets you to seven though. Oh, that's, that's really disappointing. I really just want to get to this. My favorite scene or favorite part of this entire movie is when Brad Pitt gets a letter, travels to Paris. You don't really know why. And then he starts going into this narration about these little moments. um, And like, if one thing changes, it's kind of like chaos theory or the butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it that all these little moments that could have, if one thing changed, lead to her not getting hit by the cab, but instead she did. Um, Like, I thought that was just so well done and so cool, that entire scene. Um, And then it leads to, obviously, the scene with them in the hospital, which also is one of my favorite um, unintentional comedy moments when uh, Brad Pitt says bonjour to the lady, and it just (laughs) reminded me of, Aldo Rain from Inglorious Bastards saying Bonjourno because it's like still didn't pull off that great. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a really cool moment. You know, I I watched this film with my girlfriend, and during that that when uh, naming all the little things that that could have happened or could have happened differently, she's like, "Well, how how does he know this?" And I don't think it's the point that he had to know all these details because i mean i feel like everyone has been in this situation before where something goes wrong in their lives and maybe they just try to think oh if this didn't happen then this wouldn't have happened you know you said butterfly effect but it kind of reminded me more of like a domino theory where because of the way certain things fall into place creates a certain outcome uh so i think mainly it's not quite exactly how it probably happened but probably something he tells himself on how loose life can be you know it can it can be given to you and taken and taken away in a in a fleeting moment yeah, absolutely. It doesn't even matter if those were the real events that like could have changed and led to her getting hit it's obviously there were moments. There's little moments that lead to everything that happens in life. And so that was kind of more the point of it. And I thought it was like beautifully done. What I, what I also thought is when they're in the hospital together and like the reason you need Brad Pitt to play this is because when she turns and looks at him and she's like, you're perfect. And it's like, how many actors can you have who would have played that part where she's just like, you're the perfect looking human being. You know what I mean? So yeah, I can't, I can't think of, uh, of many. Oh, and for him to be like that, like he is one of the best actors we have now. And he's probably not given as, as much credit just because he's such a good looking dude. Um, so it is nice. He got nominated for this. Uh, I'm glad he finally won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, it, it was interesting. The character he played in this is just such a, is just such a nothing person when you think about yeah. it. He has no, no I, I no, agree. no personality right no emotion um never angry never happy never 
never shows sadness, but is obviously sad several times. So it's, it's interesting that he got nominated for this when there's not much range he really had to show with this, but I guess in not showing the range, you can say how well he played this character, if that's what they're going for, which it, you know, it obviously seems to be. So no, it, I, it's just I, interesting. I yeah, no, I totally agree. At, at times watching this, I was like, Benjamin Button is kind of just like a real boring character. Like the story is so interesting, I guess, to balance it out. They didn't make the character that interesting. Um, he, he's interesting because he, he goes through this aging process in reverse. But that's about it. I, I, I totally agree with you there. I I want to... I know we've been jumping around, you know, middle, ending, beginning. I want to talk about one more scene in the very beginning of the film where he's being born or he is born and his mother, his birth mother dies in childbirth. And his father, you know, goes up to comfort his mom and his mom is like, make sure he has a place, make sure he's, you know, safe or whatever. And he goes to the crib and he sees this like decrepit little baby that looks like an old ass man. And his first intuition is to run away with this baby. And what I think he's going to like throw him in a lake or throw him in the river. Um, And then the cop stops him and he ends up just kind of, uh, he, he ends up abandoning him on a, on a nursing home porch which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, it's the symbolism hitting you right in the face because he's around all these old people as he looks old. <laughs> no, but I just thought, like, damn, he just promised his, his dead wife that he's going to take care of this baby. And then his first intuition to seeing how ugly his baby is is to throw it in the river. Like, I mean, that's yeah, cold. He's definitely a flawed person, and I, I do like that they sort of give him not redemption because, you know, what he did was awful, but he regrets it, and he shows remorse, and he wants to have, you know, Benjamin in his life. You could obviously say it's sort of selfish because he doesn't have anyone, but also, you know, he's he seems to have lived a sad life where he hasn't added anyone else into it, probably because his wife died, the love of his life, as he later describes, and he did something horrible, horrible, which is also like, you know, they show Benjamin Button as a baby. I mean, yeah, he looked old, but like, I don't know. He didn't look that bad. <laughs> like, I, not bad enough to throw. It's, you know, this isn't Rosemary's baby. Like, it's not bad enough to like throw into a canal. So, okay. Um, yeah. But you're, you're, Okay, David, your baby turned out really cute, all right? But imagine if it, he looked like a 90-year-old man. All right? I think you'd be singing a different tune. Yeah, but at this point, I would assume if he looked like a 90-year-old man, he's going to look like Brad Pitt, and then, like, you know, I can make some money off of him when he gets older. So it's like right. I now have a playbook on how to react to this. Um, in, a, in another parallel to Forrest Gump, uh, you know, Forrest Gump goes off to war. And uh, he, in this movie, Brad Pitt kind of finds himself in a, in a war. 
in a in a kind of a in a roundabout way on a tugboat and not really in the midst of the action but i thought that whole arc in the middle where he's a crew mate on a tugboat gets recruited into the war and he's meeting all these interesting people at sea i really like that and i thought the character building for all the side characters even the the um oh man what's her name the woman he had an affair with tilda swinton oh yes tilda swinton that's right uh yeah it was just like the the character build on such a minor character was so good the captain of the tugboat so good yeah that was very very enjoyable which the captain of the tugboat i remember after seeing this and then seeing him in a few other things like i really became like a huge fan of his work and then he became dr moriarty in the uh robert downey jr sherlock like the second one he's he's so terrific this movie has just so many like huge actors this is mahershala ali's like kind of first big movie role um and he was obviously great in it um taraji p henson tilda swinton obviously so like there's a lot of pretty big actors and actresses in this movie that really kind of add to you know the gravitas of it i guess i think the reason this movie sticks with me the most the thing that i love about it the most is the cinematography there are a couple like shots in this movie one in particular but there's a few that are like some of my favorite ever um the shots of benjamin button on the dock looking out at the water with his father and then with kate blanchett sort of the similarity to those are both great but like one of my favorite shots ever in a movie is Benjamin Button and Daisy on the sailboat as the like space launch is happening in the background is like seriously one of my favorite shots ever in a movie. Like it, when I saw it the first time, I thought it was amazing. And every time since I'm like, it always sticks with me. It's like, I love it. it it's a great shot. It, as soon as you were talking about the cinematography, my first thought was just all of the sailboat scenes. I mean, including the launch, uh, the the space shuttle launch too, but just all of them, that kind of like that silhouette with the sun and then um, when they're having sex was also beautifully shot, when they're underwater was really beautifully shot. Like that entire 15 minutes of them on the sailboat was just so incredible. You were really bad at judging movie time because there's absolutely no way there are 15 minutes of shots of them on the sailboat. Okay, it's a two-hour and 45-minute movie. There could very well be 15 minutes of them on the sailboat. I'm just saying I agree with you. It's one of those moments where I, I wish I wasn't seeing it on a television. I wish I was seeing it on the big screen because that's how you saw it your first time, right? Right. And I'm sure it's uncomparable to seeing it on the small screen. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you could obviously just get closer to your screen, so that might make it. Wow, no one's ever thought of that. Thank you, David. One thing that I really like found interesting as I was watching this time and kind of studying a little bit is it is two hours and a few minutes into the movie when they finally get together. And that part of the movie is like 
kind of one of my favorites because like he comes back to his mom's house he turns around and sees her and you can just the look in their eyes of like we're both done messing around and like this is happening mm-hmm. and then they go up into the room and she says sleep with me and my favorite line is the way brad pitch is like absolutely like finally this is happening like yeah. that th- th- that part of it because it's always the buildup of like you wanting these two to get together and it's really it's kind of a a movie within the movie of how little the movie shows them together because they didn't have that much time together you you got to think that he was he was i think it was like 62 when she came back and so that would put him if you give him about 90 years that would put him at maybe 45 and her around the same age and so once he heads out when he's in his 20 you know they have you know they have like maybe 15 to 25 years together but it's really not a lot with how long they knew each other um i i also think that he could have stayed longer i mean i i know the argument is he didn't want to stick around so that his daughter you know had memories of of who he was but when he left he looked like a young dad and i thought that he probably could have had a couple more years before he had to you know skedaddle out of there but it was just like it was really sad when he left and he left like this family behind but he sold everything you know he sold his dad's company he sold his motorbike he sold his boat he gave them all the money to kind of put them through life and um and he, I guess he just went traveling, right? Yeah, it's like this really selfless act of selling everything. But then he just lives up his 20s like, <laughs> maybe this is like universally connected to like seven years in Tibet, like young Brad Pitt, just like over in Asia. Um, I thought the way he left was super abrupt too. And like the, the stare he had with Daisy was sort of heart-wrenching where just with a look like it was I'm just tying this together now in my head but they just they shared a look to let them know like yep we're together now like this is going to happen and then the look he gives her like all right well now it's over and I I guess I I get the way he handled it maybe leaving in the middle of the night seems pretty rough to me but he also didn't want his daughter to get to the point where she could like recognize him you know what I mean he wanted to leave before then so that she right. could grow up with just a dad of her own who she thought was her dad it is a little weird that your father dies and then your mother is on her deathbed and like that's when you find out that the dude you knew as your father this entire time wasn't your father yeah that's messed up could it daisy could have handled that slightly better yeah but you <sighs> You know, she was getting quite old. Um, so who who knows where her mental state was at that time. What's even even sadder than him leaving, like as we've already alluded to and talked about, when he comes when she finds him as a ten year old, you know, the Louisiana you know, New Orleans social services like calls her and says, Oh, we got your name from information in, you know, this diary in his bag. Um and says, you know, 
it seems like he has dementia, which is impossible. And she kind of introduces herself and then starts to take care of him. And that, that shit is so sad. Like mm-hmm. just seeing him like get younger as a baby um, until he passes, like just really, really got. Yeah. Well, you told me, you told me you've seen this movie a bunch of times and then I finally finished watching it and call you up and I'm like, Hey David, this is kind of, you're like, what, what did you think of the movie Alon? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of sad. And you're just acting like, Oh, how is it sad? Yeah, it's sad, right? You see how it's sad. It's fucking sad. Yeah, I just said that. that it was yeah. Sad. So you're call mad. me out. I hadn't. I didn't. Ca- I didn't call you out on this. I um. I hadn't seen it in ten years, so that part of me that the parts I remembered from the movie were like the war part, the part where he's in Russia, and then you know, the good times with Kate Blanchett. Um. The sadness at the end, you know, I tried to, I probably just pushed out of my memories. So, but yeah, yeah, I feel like, I feel like if anything, that is the part that is going to stick with me the most from this film. I think now, yeah, the baby recognizing her and closing her eyes and dying. Yeah. It's probably yeah. going to stick with me too, but that doesn't change like how much I love the rest of it. So now that you've seen it overall on, what did you think of? curious case of benjamin button and will you watch it again i will watch it again i think it's a very long movie but there's like you said there's a lot of details to kind of keep your eye out and uh it it has a lot of heart it's just that that type of movie that you probably learn something new every time you watch this movie yeah i mean i love this movie i wanted you to watch it so i will definitely watch it again i'm actually quite interested um in your reaction to the movie seven because it's also a david fincher film also starring brad pitt so i I think that would be an interesting one for you to watch yeah i mean if i hadn't seen gone girl and um the uh the american girl with the dragon tattoo the the american girl (laughs) the american version of the girl with the dragon tattoo i might not know what i'm getting into with seven but i'm i'm excited to watch that one so All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched, where I finally watched The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I'm Milan. I'm David. Later.